Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Morning Motivation Call. It's Thursday, and today we're talking about productivity. Yes, I'm not repeating myself. We're doubling up. We're getting a double dose of productivity. It is such an important thing, and it is crucial to your success. And if you're not being productive, you're falling behind, and people are getting ahead of you. So let's have a look at it. What we uncovered the other day was we spoke about some ways that you can increase your productivity. I'll recap for you. Number one was keep your environment clean and clutter-free. Number two is exercise every morning. I wonder who's done that since our last call. No matter how cold it may be or how difficult it may be or how tired you may be, a simple walk around the block, a couple of push-ups, or even three-star jumps is a great way to kick it off. So exercising every morning, I wouldn't mind doing a survey on that via the Facebook page to see who's been doing that. Number three was goal setting and visualization. I know a lot of us are doing that already. I hope we continue on with that path. Number four was choosing your associations wisely. And number five being time management. So following on from that previous call where we spoke about productivity, I just want to reinforce that and give you a couple more strategies um, to accelerate that process for you. So, if you haven't done that yet, or if you haven't followed up on that previous call, maybe listen to the download, review those points, and make sure you implement them. Implement the strategies, implement the productivity plan. Remember, people don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. And it's across all areas of your life. <clears throat> I plan out my day every morning. I look actually the night before. So the night before, I'll sit down and I'll write out what I need to do. The simple task of making phone calls is done and structured and organized. The simple task of looking at my big three rocks, so I wake up and I know where I'm going to go. Okay, so you need to do the same thing. Plan out your day the night before. Allocate specific times for specific tasks, including what you do with your email. Don't live out of Outlook or Gmail or whatever program you use. Make sure that you actually allocate certain times to it. Otherwise, you'll lose your day to Outlook. I can guarantee it. And once you've included all these key five key items, in, um, they will increase your productivity. And be easy on yourself. They're new strategies, so just one little thing at a time. I think one of the most... And again, I, you know, everyone has always heard me reference athletes because they are just such a, the, the epitome of an example of what it takes to be perfectionist and brilliant at what they do. Um, and obviously having worked with them and been one for majority of my life, they're great analogies for us because we all love sport. You know, everyone gets excited around Olympic times and Commonwealth Games. It doesn't matter whether you're into sport or not. You tend to get a bit excited by it. And that's why they're great analogies. Um, you know, we look back to our... Our ancestors and the gladiators was the form of Olympic sports back then. So that's why I use them because we can all relate or aspire to or look to be like them at some point. One of the most overlooked parts around productivity is the recovery phase, which is very interesting because we're, we're, I'm about to tell you something. It's almost like a paradox. Um, to increase your productivity, you've got to take time off. Strange, isn't it? To go forward, you've actually got to take stop. Well, to go forward, you've got to take a step backwards and rest. It sort of discombobulates the mind a little bit. It's a proven fact through countless, endless studies that if you want to increase your productivity, you must include breaks. From a sporting analogy, if you want to go forward, if you want to excel at your chosen sport, chosen sport, sorry, you must rest. 
The body repairs and grows during the rest phase, not during the strenuous ripping of muscle phase. What you're doing in, when you exercise is you're actually having micro tears in the muscle. It will not grow stronger until you stop. Your productivity is exactly the same. You must include breaks. So if you ever set about a task and then after a certain period of time you've lost focus, like just about every day maybe, <laughs> we all have that. We lose focus from time to time. Why? It's because we're not designed to be that way. We're not designed to sit in front of a computer day in, day out, headphones plugged into our ear, a phone on the other ear, um, you know, conference calls. We're, we are constantly bombarded by society, be it Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, your, your Outlook program. There is so much noise and media coming into your world um, that we, it's very hard for us to focus. We're not designed that way. We're not meant to stare at a screen and do repetitive, boring, mundane tasks. So the theory behind taking a break is that every 60 minutes, take five or 10 minutes off. It's to allow yourself to refocus, rebalance and recharge. So the end result is that you'll be do, when, of doing this is that you will actually work for a longer period of time and more effectively and efficiently at the chosen task and you'll have laser-like focus. All because you took five minutes and gave your mind a rest. It allowed it to recalibrate so you could drive on and push forward. So imagine this task that you're about to undertake, okay, and you need to continue to do it throughout the entire day. It's a big task. It's a huge task. It's a very big undertaking. What you need to do is break it up, okay, break it up into small bite-sized pieces. Remember that the whole purpose of having a break is to refocus and become and not become distracted. Okay, so what you went to do is you're meant to have those breaks and get some fresh air. You're meant to have those breaks and just see the little bit of the sunlight, stand in the sun for five minutes and get some vitamin D. It's not to go and create a new task and multitask and, and get off track. This project that you're about to do is an, a day-long project. It's a huge undertaking and it's the only thing that you can fit in all day. If you took a break and went and oh, I thought, gee, I've got five minutes. Why don't I go and do X, Y, and Z? You've lost complete focus and it's actually going to, studies have shown it's going to take you 17 minutes to get back on track just from that two-minute distraction. So when you have that break and it is a forced break, meditate, be mindful, be present, get into the sun and come back and you'll be clear and ready to drive on for the next 60 minutes. So let's recap some of the things that you can do in those two to five minute breaks. Okay, walk outside, get some fresh air. Maybe play an uplifting song. You've been beating your head with a spreadsheet full of numbers, which might, might not be your thing. Play an uplifting song. Play a song that you recall from when you were a kid that made you laugh, giggle, or just feel energetic and full of life. Okay, stop. Maybe meditate. Take five minutes out and clear the mind and be, be very present. Focus on your breathing. There's another great one. That's always going to work for you because obviously uh, the breathing is such an important thing in our lives. And let's look at it. If you stop breathing, you wouldn't be around for too much longer. That's how important it is. But we stop breathing and we don't breathe properly. Everyone breathes very shallow. But what I mean by that is they breathe probably to the depth of their chest as opposed to the depth of the navel. So you could take some time out to focus on your breathing and maybe just do a quick exercise. Get the blood flow. Tony Robbins used to have a, uh, I think probably still does, have a mini tramp in his office. And in those breaks, he'd jump up and down on the mini tramp. Now, I've had the privilege of having a trampoline at home and 
so when the kids would go out and play, I would go out down there with them. You can't help but laugh and smile. There's something about jumping on a trampoline which releases that inner child in you, but it's great for your blood flow. It's brilliant for your mind. So maybe get a mini tramp. Um, what it does, ultimately, all of those strategies allow your brain to rest and recover and recharge. It's not only going to empower you to push through and for a longer period of time, but your focus will be sharp and you'll be right where you need to be. Number two, you need to change your mood. Okay, be very, um, be very careful of the, the mood that you set yourself. Okay, and we all know that the mood that you're in is exactly your creation. So if there's a big task, the same one we were just talking about, is ahead of you, you're going to need to change your mood because if you're sitting in front of it and going, oh, I've got to look at this spreadsheet all day. I hate numbers. I'm, I'm so bad at spreadsheets. That's just the bane of my existence. What are you going to achieve? Because that's your mindset. That's how you're going to view the task. You probably won't even start it. Okay, so what you need to do is first thing is change your mindset. Okay, be positive, be upbeat, be confident and believe in yourself. Make sure that you attack this high, um, all the pro- high priority items of your day first. Okay, so you've got this big job to do, but maybe there's some major things that you need to tick off. Square them off and then sit down in front of this big task and say, right, you and me all day, let's go. Okay, what you need to do is attack the high priority items while your motivation and willpower is still strong, which is first thing in the morning. What that's going to do is you're going to tick off the really major things for the day, first thing, which will create a what? A positive mindset. It'll create a sense of achievement and it will give you momentum to tackle this big arduous task, which was once overwhelming, now you feel like you can conquer it. What did you do? You created something. You created a good mood, a good mindset. It's at that point that you can then go and nail this task and you will not take a backward step. So imagine you did it the way around though and you tackled this first task with a bad mindset, not only would you not get that done, you won't get your high priority items done, and guess what? It'll be five or seven o'clock at night, and you'll be staring at a blank screen having done nothing for the entire day. And the feeling that that will create is catastrophic, because unfortunately that will leak into the next day, and you'll probably have three or four days run together like that. Not very good. So one, it's not effective, it's not powerful, and it's by far, it's far from uh, productive. All right. So when you're feeling good, get your energy high, smack out this big task and get running with it. Your output will be far greater and far higher. Number three is collaboration. Have you ever worked on a project um, and been in a great state of mind and and um, possibly run into a few few roadblocks? Maybe you've run into a few hurdles, you made a few mistakes, happens to me all the time and if it hasn't happened to you you're probably not trying hard enough so all these roadblocks basically when they come along they stop your creativity so then you've got to take some time out you've got to walk away from the task you've got to give your brain a rest only to find that you come back come back and the roadblock's still there and then you start pulling your hair out at this point okay the strategy is from here is one of two things you can sit in your frustration and get angry at yourself and you'll probably start talking bad about yourself and negative self-talk will kick in. Or you could turn it around, pick up the phone and call a friend. Someone you can trust, someone on the same page as you, 
or maybe it's a mentor or a guide and you can just brainstorm with them. It will take two to three minutes out of your day because they're going to be busy and you need to be productive. So you just go brainstorm some ideas. They're going to give you a fresh perspective and you're not stuff that you wouldn't have seen because it's uh, sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees. It's right in front of us, but you've got this roadblock and you just can't get there. By picking up the phone and calling someone, that's the collaboration that will move you around that roadblock. Or you can do what the majority of people do is just sit there and spin your wheels for a very long time and get nothing done. And that's going to snuff out all forms of motivation, momentum and productivity. Recognize it early, nip it in the bud, then move forward. So number four would be the old elephant analogy. I think I would probably reference this about once every second week. <laughs> um, but it's so true. It's so true. We've discussed this time and time again. How do you eat an elephant? One small bite at a time. Okay, I'm going to continue to drum this in because it's such a key message across all of the platforms that we address in life. If you've got a big task and um, you've got a lot to contend with and it requires a lot of you, stop, create a plan and break it down into small bite-sized pieces. Then it becomes very manageable. You know, all you've got to do is set one task and people don't ever do it because they think that they're going too easy on themselves, they're not overachieving. It's not the case because what it does is uh, we're in the middle of moving at the moment and we could try and look at the whole house and go, damn, that's a big job. How are we going to get that done? And we will get nothing done. But what if I said, we just need to, to uh, pack one box, one small box per day, okay, for the next two weeks, and we'll have the whole job done in small bite-sized pieces. Now, I know I can tick off one box, but guess what? I'll, I'll get one box done, and I'll probably feel good about it, and maybe I'll do two my productivity has increased. Number five is a checklist. All right, so once you've chunked down into small manageable pieces, as a result of this, you've got lots of little micro tasks as opposed to one big arduous task. So the next best thing for you to do is create a checklist and then prioritize that checklist. Notice we're always prioritizing putting the most important high value things first, okay? Because why would we do that? Because we don't major in minors, okay? Because we're the elite, we're the entrepreneurs, we're the ones that actually get things done and we get the right things done. Why do you want to create a checklist? Now you've, as opposed to one task, you've now got 52 tasks to do, okay? And yes, they're very small and yes, they're very easy to do, but that's 52 more to manage. And imagine if you just forgot one crucial part, one crucial, crucial piece. With 52 items, it's pretty hard to track and it's pretty hard to keep a, hot, a handle on and know how many you've done. There's no sense of achievement because there's no lines through them. Okay, so that's why you need to create a checklist. One, it builds confidence, builds momentum, but it's an accountability thing. You know that you're getting the whole thing done in the right order. Okay, so make sure you get that checklist done and don't miss anything. Uh, the best thing I find with a the best thing about a checklist is actually just crossing it off because every time I grab that pen, I know I've done something and I can move forward and leave whatever I've done behind me. Number six, get up early. Okay. Very important. Again, I've referenced this many times. You've heard me say that all successful entrepreneurs and great business owners get up early. Uh, there's a multitude of, multitude of reasons why they do that. Okay. Most of the super successful up at 4 a.m. 
and the majority of other ones that are, um, are millionaires are getting up between somewhere between five and six. Now, we've run through why they get up early. It's because they want to be ahead of the game. Okay, they get in about three to five hours work before everyone else even opens their eyelids. And imagine if you've slept in till 10 a.m., which I know some people may do, you've lost an entire working day to these motivated individuals. That every day they're outperforming you by a full day's work. Okay, so that's a mindset thing. That's what these guys do, but there's science behind it as well. Now let's look at this. Science and physics. So the sun rises at somewhere between 5 and 6 a.m. Our natural body clock wants to wake up at the first sight of light. That's when it wants to get going. Now the sun tells us it's time to move. Now our ancestors had to move at that, po that point in time because they may became predators. Uh, sorry, the predators were coming and they had to move on and they didn't want to get eaten. They had a good reason to get up early. Conversely, in the evening, once the sun sets, our bodies actually go into shutdown mode. They start winding down as the sun goes as setting and our body starts to produce more melatonin to slow us down so that we can go to sleep and rest properly and effectively. And it's then allowing us to prepare for the day ahead. Now, if you wake up at 10 a.m., you've actually had a fight from about 6 till 10 a.m., fighting the natural light that's coming in. That's four hours of fighting. Yep, it means you've had broken sleep. Okay, you haven't slept soundly. You haven't been in full REM. And then in the evening, you've wrestled the body clock against the body clock rhythms as the sun's gone down. And now you're trying to fire up and get, you know, under the artificial light. You're trying to be motivated and driven at 10, 11, 12 in, in the evening. You're doing it against what is naturally designed for us. The studies show that most night workers and shift workers suffer ill health in their later life because they did those shifts. Okay, there is a science behind it. Now, let's go one step further. The sun and the moon are pretty powerful. They're very powerful entities to the point where they have a gravitational pull on the earth. That causes the tide to rise and fall. The sun and the moon have an effect on every single creature on this planet. Now, the earth in itself is made up of 70% water. Guess what? The human body is made up of 70% water. So if the sun and the moon can move the tides of the earth, it's a pretty big body of water, what are the chances that the sun and the moon would have an impact on you, who is also 70% water? Crazy, right? Let that sink in. Biologically, you're meant to be rising and falling as the tides do with the sunrise and sunset. So what extra energy are you using when you want to go battle and go head-to-head -head with the sun? I can tell you the sun's going to win every time, every time. So we've worked out how we can change your habits. Okay, we've worked out how you can do that and how the habits that you've got maybe need to change. Some of the things that you're doing right now aren't pushing you forward. Maybe they're limiting your potential. The only way you can change it is to change your mindset and then change your habits. It's a simple belief that you can make it, and that's where it all starts. So if we want to create a new habit, you need to probably go to bed earlier. Maybe you can set an alarm 15 minutes earlier each morning until you reach that desired time of 5 or 6 a.m. 
It's going to take time. Maybe you've been running this strategy for quite some time. It's going to take a little while to break it. But just know that you can very easily. Now, you may not need to do that. Maybe you can be a straight person who goes, you know what, tomorrow I'm waking up at X o'clock and away you go and you've just created that new habit and pattern and off you're amazing. All right, so the final point I've got for you today is uh, point number seven, which is some of the fundamentals which are so easily forgotten. Okay, so eat healthy, clean fruits and vegetables, drink water, and I'm in by two to three water, two to three liters of water per day. Get plenty of sleep. Okay, I'm not the best person for that one, I know, but I seem to function very well on the limited sleep that I get. But I know research. I've read the research on it. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of doctors. They say it's eight hours. I've just reading up on some research now. I get need to get some more material, but I have found that seven hours is actually the optimum sweet spot. Um, give or take ten minutes either side of that. So I'll research that for you and come back on any findings. And finally, to meditate. So the seven fundamentals, eat healthy, drink water, uh, get plenty of sleep and meditate. All right, focus on being productive. Don't focus on being busy. Okay, we can all be busy, but that isn't actually getting anywhere. Okay, make sure that every minute counts and you be productive. I want to wrap this up by asking a very good question. And this is something you can ask of yourself every time that you start, start a task. Are you being productive and moving yourself forward? Are you moving yourself towards that big end goal? Big end goal? Or is that moving you towards your big three rocks for the day or the week or the year? Or are you just simply being busy? So every time you sit down, ask yourself, is this one of my big three rocks? And if the answer is no, then don't do it. Go back to your big three rocks until you finish it. Is this going to move me forward? No, then you're just wasting your time, absolutely wasting your time and you're not being productive. Choose productive over busy every day of the week. Not only are you going to feel fulfilled and satisfied, your productivity and income generation will absolutely soar, allowing you to reap the rewards and live a life on purpose and moving towards your potential. Have a great day, guys. Finish up strong. We're coming to the end of the week. Don't take the foot off the accelerator. Believe in your potential. Now go make it happen.